0: Welcome, Docs Return, a podcast about recording and the recording process. We have Dream Phases in today. It's August 30th, the day of your release, um, or well, the day of the release of your single. Upcoming album out October
1: 18th? Yeah, that's right. What's the name of the, the album? So the album's going to be called So Long Yesterday, and yeah, that's going to be coming out October 18th on uh, two different labels, Nomad E. Records and Lunar Ruins.
0: Awesome. And the name of the single is Frightened Man that just was released today that's exactly right yeah awesome let's get into a tune and then we'll come back and we'll uh we'll talk a little bit
1: all right sounds good should we just do let's do that one first then yeah we'll play Frighten man
0: this is uh dream phases on Oxford return <laughs>
2: First off, congratulations on the new album. Oh, thank you. Uh, how thank how much you. of a relief is it to finally have that done?
1: It's a total relief, especially, uh, like, yeah, just all the finishing stuff, like getting it to the pressing plan and getting all the artwork done. And, you know, once once the music's done, there's still a tremendous amount left to do. And you think you're getting close to be done, and then you're you're kind of going to a whole different uh, side, of, side of the business of things. But it, it feels really good to have it at the pressing plan and have a date and... No, it's, it's on its way. We actually just got the, tr- the test presses tonight here. The, the guy you guys met earlier. Damon brought the uh, the vinyl test presses. So we're pretty, pretty stoked to have those. So that's those. the
0: first time that you've ever seen it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's basically, you know, uh, for people that don't know test presses, that's like the pressing plant will send that and you basically listen and approve it. And then they put the whole thing into production. So it's nice to have that.
0: So how long was the process in total? From first tracks on to to final being cut.
1: I mean, almost two years. Actually, we started doing the first the first session it was probably around uh, December 2017, I think. Okay. Yeah, because there the was
0: a, a an EP that came out and and a yeah. Re- yeah. record too. Yeah. In between.
1: Yeah, we had been working on a lot of tracks. We were working a lot at our friend Mike Post Studio, Moosecat Recording, over in uh, kind of Mid City, and. Uh, yeah, we recorded a whole bunch of tracks. We sort of like put this on the shelf for a little bit and then did like a whole new EP of new songs while we were there that came out in between. But uh, so, I mean, this album actually has some of the earliest songs we did as a band and then also some of the newest songs that we've done as a band as well over that period.
2: So why was the decision made to create an EP in the middle of doing this? Was it kind of to maybe, re- maybe take a break, refresh it a little bit? Or, or did you guys just have new material that you needed to get out at that point?
1: Yeah, I think. Well, I think it was kind of a combination of both. Uh, it was probably just to get something new out. And it was like a set of songs that kind of came up in between that maybe didn't fit on the record or something. And then we also basically needed another six songs to put together with our first EP so that uh, the label No e- e- Eel could put out like a full 12 uh, inch. So it was kind of putting two EPs together that we already had and then putting that onto one LP. I, I know that you, you you and your brother were in a band before this, right? Yeah, actually, and uh, two of the people in this band right now also played in that band as well. Nicosta, our old band, both Kaveen and Pablo, and Anthony even jammed with us too. So at, yeah, we actually do have, even within this band, a lot of roots in that. we just playing together for a long time.
0: So what, was there a, a decided decision to change the name or t- take a different direction altogether? Or what? What was the reason to discontinue that band and start this
1: one? Well, they weren't really. It wasn't. It wasn't really connected. I mean, there was like a pretty good period of time between this band starting and that one ending. But it was just uh, that was like one kind of music that we were doing in a band we worked at for a long time. And I think we just all wanted like a fresh start and to do something different. And uh, you know, when you do something for a really long time, you get kind of tied to it. And I think it's good to start fresh and have a new. a new sound and kind of a new outlook on things. Right, right. Um,
0: let's uh, let's play another tune and then we'll come back and we'll chat about uh, okay. some of the process.
1: Great. This song's called "Clear Skies."
2: So you mentioned recording at Moose Cat. Uh, I have to ask, I, I looked it up after we saw that you recorded there. I saw a console I can't recognize, and I want to know what console that is. Do you guys know what, what it was, what it is? I, I, I want to say it was an MCI, but I'm not, I'm not 100% did sure. Did I call it? Yeah, you, I you called did called it. I called it. I, Tristan texted me, and I'm like, that looks like it might be an MCI, maybe at the tail end. If it's not an MCI, it's
1: something similar to that, like maybe something that was made in, in the South in the '70s or um, something like that. I want to say it, it. If I had a lifeline, I'd call Mike right now and <laughs> and ask him. Maybe but, we'll uh, drop it in later. <laughs> was Was Mike someone that you worked with previously? Yeah, Mike's a good friend of ours, and he has a band called Young Creatures that we we actually been playing with for years with our old band and this band. And uh, he has a cool studio over and yeah in Mid City, and he just. He helped us out a lot and he uh he both like engineered he he uh he well he mixed the record for one the entire thing and then uh he gave us access to a studio quite a bit and also his uh assistance and things like that and yeah we, we must have spent at least i don't know maybe a month worth of time right between everything yeah probably yeah so yeah he was real generous with with helping us record this and make yeah it. I, the name was really familiar to me but i didn't I didn't
0: quite know it, and then I went through his catalog, and I was like, "Oh, that that record, yeah. Like, and oh, that that
1: record, like, particularly the
0: local natives."
1: Yeah, record. he w- he worked for, uh, Raymond Richards. yeah, Raymond Richards, and he was his assistant for years, and, and did the local natives and a bunch of different things
0: Un- under Richards. Yeah, exactly. His Got studio,
1: it. I think it was called Rocket Something, or I can't quite remember, but yeah.
0: So uh, I was I was looking through the liner notes for Frightened Man, and, and I saw that uh, m- there were some additional recordings recorded at home outside of
1: Moosecat. Cat. Um, what was done there? Uh, at Moosecat or at well, home? I, uh, at home. Probably the vocals, and I probably did your percussion uh, you on there. We did a few
0: overdubs on, on guitar a little bit, too.
1: Maybe even keys. keys for sure, yeah. Was that a saving money decision? it was probably time too just you know being able to be relaxed and i mean i we all kind of actually actually have like our own little like studios at home just to be able to do overdubs but right yeah i mean just we did we did the bulk of like the rhythm tracking there and we did the bulk of that on tape so we we did like the rhythm the bass the drums and then we did like some overdubs and then we would kind of take that and kind of layer it from there and then about half of the vocals I would say were done there, and then half at at my place as well. So it was it was cut to tape. So how how would how was it
0: transferred so you could take it home? Just a quick a quick transfer on onto like waves, and then
1: he did it. He did it directly from Pro Tools, right? Or I mean, tape right into Pro Tools, like at yep. the simultaneously, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much like after every take. Yeah, repro yeah. head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh,
2: what was the so? i always interested in what the space is that you guys are working out of when you guys do go home. Are you guys working out of like the living room or do you guys have like a <laughs> dedicated room that's kind of small and like like describe describe the room where some of that extra percussion is to kind of give us an idea on how maybe it was, you know, created to sound big after the fact.
1: You're gonna get me in trouble with my taxes.
2: Oh. Well, <laughs> we won't give any city. We'll just say you're <laughs> from the generic Los Angeles area. <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean I I just have like a little overdub like corner basically in my apartment living room yeah my my living room like my front room i just have like boston it's place. basically dedicated to recording it's yeah it's like just,
2: is there any special like treatment you put in there or just kind of just like this is the corner where i do this in because all the other corners are taken there's a cat <laughs> yeah really a special we, treatment. we
1: got some nice ambient sound going on in the background um well convene you have a better studio than i do you have you've
0: I have a garage,
2: so it's hot, but it's... Uh, it's, it's a metal, I ask this all the time when I hear the garage, metal or wood door? It's uh, wood. Ooh, lucky. I it's I a have, winner for Matt. I have metal. It's not so lucky. Yeah. It's <laughs> roasting in there.
0: Um, let's play another tune. Uh, okay. What's uh, this next tune we have?
1: Well, I think we're going to switch over to the acoustic guitar for this one. We're going to uh. do a song called Confusion. Okay. Great. Let's break so,
0: for a second while okay. we do that.
2: Cool. And break.
0: That is a uh, dream phases uh, with confusion from their new record on Ox Return. So we got a chance to listen to the record over the last couple days, and we are we are blown away by the uh, by the size of the record. It's a really big record, and you said it took two years to make. What were maybe some some of the difficulties and some of the things that just came really easily? And I, working on records, it seems to be that there are there are days that are like, oh my god, like we finished a song. In one day, or finish finish an entire idea, and then some days, you know, nothing comes out, or or you show up the next morning and like all of yesterday was worthless. Um, What what were some of the difficulties there?
1: Yeah, I mean that that definitely happens, and I think there were long periods of times where we were kind of focused on other things, um, like like touring and playing shows, because I I think a lot of times uh, it's like a totally different process and a totally different mindset for a band. When you're making a record, as opposed to like rehearsing for shows or getting ready to tour, all that kind of stuff. So there were that was kind of like, uh, I guess, just difficulty was not having like the consecutive like two months or whatever, however a month, however long we needed just to like do it. And then also we wanted to put out more stuff, so then we did get kind of sidetracked and make other songs. But um, I guess it was just really finding the time to to like finish everything. I mean, what do you guys think? Yeah, it was pretty difficult for our schedules to align with the studio, because the studio is constantly booked, and then we'd have a tour. So just like when we finally found that stretch of time that was available, we were able to go in and record the rest of the record.
0: Yeah, so it was kind of piecemeal. You weren't in like for week stints. You were in for like one day here this week, and then couple maybe couple weeks
1: one... at a time. Oh, a couple like, of weeks, or at a time. like a couple days at a time, probably. Yeah. And there was definitely instances where we were like recorded, like. A song once and then redid it or there was even times where we kind of like would record our own version and then use that or because we, there's a couple of songs like I think Cripple View. did we end up using what we did at Moosecat do you guys remember Mysterious we did on our own
0: yeah View, we used what we did the studio yeah
1: yeah that, that's another thing too is so when I first started this band I sort of made like a whole demo album just like by myself of just like you know uh the song ideas and then I showed them to the band So is is everything that's on the record on on that demo? Well, just about everything that we've that's been released so far did originate from that. There's maybe like one or two songs that haven't come out yet, but like our first EP was most of those songs, and then the second EP, the Clear Skies one, was more of those songs, and then we had an Easy Love uh, like a seven inch. That was one of the songs. So I guess it kind of got divvied up into different things. But there's at least at least like five or six of the songs are from that first. That first thing, I think. and are you are you
0: referencing that that demo as you're moving along, or are you kind of ch- hoping to leave those
1: demos behind? I know that that can always be a trap to fall in. It's a, it's a super difficult trap to fall in because you're so used to hearing it and right. hearing it a certain way. But I think we've how, how, that would be better for kind of what do you guys think about that? I don't know how to. I don't think so. We kind of did our own thing, right? I think we might reference a demo if there was like an effect on the vocal that we liked. When we were trying to capture the essence of that from what it started with. Mm-hmm. If we strayed too far from that, yeah, I'm
2: not sure how much of the demos I even ever heard. To be like, I think it was mostly learning it like in, in the and, room, yeah, in the room.
1: I think Dylan just heard the recordings, yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, that's kind of an interesting yeah, thing to touch on is you know, obviously, sound and, and music changes within two years, but you started right. this two years ago and you're gonna go you want to reference back to a sound that you got. Have you guys been finding that like the sound kind of, uh, the effects on like, a vocal or something has evolved over time? Or, or it's like, oh, I went down, we went down this rabbit hole. Now we want to return back to how it sounded here. Like Has that factored into it in the course of the, what, the process of making the, this?
0: The thing, too, is uh, I think a few of the songs were played live for months before we even like went in the studio to record them, where half of the record was not. So it was a different way of building.
1: I think what Kevin was saying is that like some of the songs were just like in the st- like studio creations, and then and then other songs were songs that we would then like put into our live set and kind of kind of developed them more, and then went back and re-recorded them. <laughs>
0: So, what was your technical involvement on the record? Were you were you guys choosing mics or were you guys uh, choosing patches? Um,
1: how much how much of in uh, personal involvement did you have with that sort of thing? I mean, it was a, a kind of a combination of a whole bunch of different things. I mean, for the basic tracking, I would say ninety percent of it, uh, like Mike chose, because we d- basically did. We, you know, we did the bulk of this basic tracks so just in a couple of days, right? I mean, we did almost the whole thing on those early live sessions besides a couple of songs. Yeah, was that last yeah, five, yeah.
0: probably like, like four maybe seven. four or five days, no? Yeah, something something yeah.
1: like that. And then he kind of would, would leave and then he would either leave like an assistant with us or at times I would even just be in the studio completely by myself or like me and Shane would be there. And I mean... Um, I don't. I guess, there, I guess there was a couple times where I would just be there all night by myself, and I would I would just record and pick. Yeah, pick all the mics and pick the all the outboard gear and all that kind of stuff. But it was really a combination because I mean, Shane did some engineering, and uh, there was a couple other assistants that were picking things out. So it was kind of a mismatch of of all different things. So
2: once, so once you, uh, so once all that was completed, did you guys have a heavy involvement in the mixing process?
1: Well. It it was sort of, I've kind of learned that I don't really like to be there for, like, the beginning of mixing. (laughs) I I prefer just to kind of, like, trust the person and have them at least do the first revision on their own. Because there's, like, you know, there's a tremendous amount of just, like, technical stuff that they need to, like, Mm -hmm. knock out to begin with. Like, cleaning up
2: tracks and doing this and that. and. You kind of like the soup getting made and then you come (laughs) in, like, with a little bit of seasoning at the end.
1: Yeah, so we did a lot of revisions on some of the songs, so yes. it was like going back and forth, we'd go to the studio, so there was there was that, but the initial thing was uh, all mic.
2: Yeah, and it, it was like, you know, we, well, and especially when it went to, to final, I guess, mastering and mixing and everything, we'd get a track, it'd be sent to us. We'd hear it, we'd go, well, I'll change this, 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 and this, mm-hmm. tell them that, then they'd send us another. So it was, you know, we weren't necessarily there while it was happening, but I'd say we had a pretty heavy hand in... How, figuring it out yeah and right. how did that go like how did you guys do it Did you guys all sit down in a group together and listen to it or did you guys kind of get like a dropbox file sent out to everybody and then everybody listened to it individually yeah number two the dropbox yeah. you guys utilize the dropbox a lot With the email sure. oh, okay email
0: um i think we're gonna play one more tune but before that um you just released your single today frightened man also you just announced uh, a tour st- in anticipation of the new record or after the new record comes out.
1: Uh well it's going to be coinciding with with the tour at um it, the album's going to come out October 18th, but we're going to start our tour October 9th uh in Europe. So yeah, we're going to be going to Europe for a little under 5 weeks. That sounds cold. Uh, uh well uh, yeah, it's probably going to be cold and maybe we're going to be a lot in like Italy and uh southern France and some and a little bit of maybe Spain, we're hoping, but UK will definitely be pretty cold. I don't know. We got a couple. Of, we got at least we got one European here. What do you think is it gonna be cold? It's
0: gonna be rainy, especially rainy. Mm.
1: That's well, why I'm here. Us Californians don't like that, do we? Well, Southern Californians. As a
3: Washingtonian. <laughs> well,
2: if you guys rock out enough each night, it'll be it'll you'll stay warm. I'm sure there'll
1: be a lot of good uh, bread and cheese and things to fill us up and warm up warm us up a little bit
0: any local shows uh in town here in los angeles to look forward to before that
1: uh we're we're gonna save the album release show until we get back from tour but we are gonna play one show at a place called the factory in downtown la on september 28th kind of to get ready for this the tour Great. Uh,
0: well, thank you so much, Dream Phases. It's been a pleasure here on Ox Return. Uh, their new record is out uh, October eighteenth, and the single "Frightened Man" is out today. Um, thank you guys so much for coming by. It's been amazing. Yes.
2: Uh, can I just yeah. say one thing before we go? In case my uh, my little brother's listening to this, happy birthday to him. It's his birthday tomorrow. So happy birthday. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just want happy birthday, Sullivan, if you're listening. All
1: right. I want to give a shout out to the band too that we got with us right now, just real yeah, quick. Yeah, who's, who's around the room? So I got my brother Shane is playing drums. We have Kaveen on guitar and, and harmonies. We have Dylan on bass and harmonies. We have Anthony on keys and harmonies, and uh, we have Pablo on percussion and harmonies, and then myself, Brandon, on guitar and vocals.
0: Amazing. Well, we really appreciate it coming by, spending your Friday night with us uh, on release day. Um, Thank you. And uh, we're going to go out on a tune. Uh, It's been Dream Phase is the next song, uh,
1: Always On My Mind. Yeah, this is also from the upcoming album.
3: Close your eyes, silence your mind You only need a moment to breathe Don't give Boom.
2: That was Dream Phases. Get their album, So Long Yesterday. It's going to be out October 18th on Nomad Eel Records. Uh, You've been listening to Ox Return, produced and engineered by Tristan and Matt. Uh, I'm Matt. He's Tristan. Uh, Go ahead and uh, give us a like on Facebook uh, and, and Instagram. Facebook is AUXRTN, all one word, AUX underscore RTN on Instagram. And like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. Please give us a good rating over at Apple. Thanks. We'll see you again next time.